Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Roker Report podcast in association with Volks Brewery. My name's Alex, I am joined by Anth and former Sunderland defender Lee Howie. So we'll start with you Lee, how are you doing? Good, a little bit disappointed over the weekend but uh, generally okay. Yeah, well, I suppose you will be, wouldn't you really? <laughs> You've got to be, that's, that's Yeah, really yeah, is. yeah. And as I just said there, I'm also joined by Anth, how are you Anth? I'm fine, um, I remember Lee as a striker actually, as opposed to a defender. Right. But absolutely fine, a bit cold. But otherwise Wet. okay? Otherwise brilliant, yeah. Like, like I mentioned earlier, I've got a radiator key, so everything's fine. All right, well I mean if that's the highlight of your weekend, then clearly Sunderland have lost. <laughs> that's generally how you know if, you, if you're clinging to sort of home appliances as your highlight of your weekend. But So obviously Sunderland have appointed a new manager, that's always interesting. The Sunderland women's team did remarkably well um, in their game today against Sheffield FC, where they beat them 6-1 away from home, thanks to a second half hat from Charlotte Potts and a chip from Georgia Gibson to give the ladies a big win at the home of football stadium. Massive result for them, and that right there is where the positives end, because Phil Parkinson Sunderland... Uh, didn't exactly start with the honeymoon period we were hoping for as they went to um, Wickham Stadium, Adams Park, and lost 1-0 in a pretty dour game where they didn't put up much of a fight and were rightfully kicked off the park by Gareth Ainsworth's side. So, you know, let's let's just start chronologically, obviously. This was Parkinson's first game. It didn't get off to the way he would have hoped it to. But what do we make of that appointment, first and foremost? We'll start with you, Lee. Again, I think like all of us, we, we were looking at the list, and it wasn't it wasn't filling anybody with uh, with any real with any real hope. Uh, again, I think I think sometimes that 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 was that's the options we had, and we don't know what the conversations were in terms of contract decisions, availability, etc. But we've gone with, we've gone with Phil Parkinson now, and I think ultimately that's what we that's what we've got to move on and and look forward and see if we can actually get promoted because I think that's absolutely paramount this season. Mm -hmm. I think the issue with obviously being a club currently in League One, I don't want to call us a League One club because I I still don't want to accept it, but obviously as a consequence of being where we are, I think that the list of candidates was never going to be the most glamorous. I think that was always going to be a a, a problem. Yeah, again, I mean, I think we, we are where we are. Ultimately, I don't think there's a lot of money there. I know the fans, fan base is fantastic, and the, to be able to the opportunity to be able to manage something must be huge. But still, I, I think on in, the, in the, the current situations, I think it's a difficult job. I think it's a really difficult job, and being able to uh, get the best managers to come and, and, and take it on mm-hmm. will, will be difficult. And again, they're probably asking for a lot more money than, than we've actually got. So it's where we are. There's 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 not that much money. 
we're, we're down at the bottom in terms of where the pool and where we can get any managers and players from. I think that's what that's the realization some some of the fans have to take. Mm-hmm. It's not we're not a Premier League club anymore, and I think ultimately we're we're, we're dealing with managers that's maybe been in that been in League One most of their League One maybe championship at the very 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 most, and that's what we've got to do. Yeah, and and that is precisely how you describe Phil Parkinson. He's, he's a man who's been uh, in and around mainly in and then out of it, League yeah. One, for a, for a very long time. So I think he'll have been under no illusions what the budget was probably going to be, what the parameters were going to be, the expectation. I think uh, and to that end, he was probably a very smart appointment, you would say, if if not an inspiring one. Yeah, again, he's got experience. He knows he knows the role. He knows what to do. He knows how to get out of this division, and that's what we need. And I think, for me, it's... And that was obviously the conversation about the Jack Ross, but I, you know, I wasn't a big fan of Jack Ross. And I'm hoping that now, yeah... He's had probably his one day to coach his players, uh, Phil Parkinson, before the game. So hopefully he got a. But again, we've got a game again on Tuesday, so he's not going to mm-hmm. get much time. But, no, uh, it's, it's but and, and maybe maybe that's going to be the difficult for him. And, and I guess uh, maybe by the time we've had another international break, we might see the the Phil Parkinson side that we're hoping to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, at the moment, the time is going to be thick and fast for him. Oh, definitely. What about you, Anth? What do you make of Parkinson's appointment? I think the irritation with the fans, first and foremost, was due to the fact that people were being linked by major outlets, left, right and centre. You had hot, uh, people mentioned Chris Hewton, people mentioned Sam Allardyce, uh, also mentioned Nigel Pearson, who would be probably, as you say, the glamorous appointment. Um, however, I think uh, the 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 realistic uh, the realistic managers that we could have had like lay with Phil Parkinson or Gareth Ainsworth who beat us uh, yesterday. So um, I think uh, I think Phil Parkinson's probably the right man for the job. As Lee says, he's uh, he's he's been there, he's done it, he's got us out, he's got them uh, rubbish teams like Bolton and uh, Bradford, uh, Bradford and yeah. Colchester. He's got the got promotions with all three of those. Uh, he was embargoed, I think, with two of those clubs. He's had all sorts of uh, financial issue clubs and still got them into decent places especially the League Cup final with Bradford as well um, which was some feat so I, I'm quite happy with Phil Parkinson um, I, th- I don't think we can judge him too much on the performance yesterday, he had it, what was it less than 80 hours in charge before the end of the game, I can't see it being I can't see him being like, we are the antithesis of many clubs, uh, we can't we, we we never have a big manager bounce. Every time we change a manager, we don't normally go in and win seven off the bounce and way everything's great again. Unless the second game involves playing Newcastle, of course. Oh, that, that's allowed. That's fine. In, in every other scenario, you're just, absolutely right. It yeah. just doesn't happen, does it? Yeah, I bet it was great in the Lee Howie household. Phone calls to his brother. It's only red and white Maya, so don't worry about that. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. So let's talk about the actual game itself then. So... Parkinson made five changes to the team that um, last time out, well, in the league, lost to Lincoln. And, well, sorry, last time out, beat Grimsby 3-2 in the uh, the, the good old tinpotleasing.com trophy, the, the worst name for any professional competition in the Football League. But I digress. The five changes were Burge, Watmore, Hume, Ledbetter and McGeady for McLaughlin, Gooch, DeBock, McGeoch and Maguire. There were a lot of very big changes in that team and... I think that that for many signalled quite a few fundamental changes to the team. Obviously, John McLaughlin lost his um, space in the first team for what is the first time ever, really, only ever losing it to Robin Reiter in um, in sort of secondary games last season. This is the first time he's actually lost his spot and Lee Burge has taken the number one mantle. And then, of course, there was Duncan Watmore, who's came right back into the side when many were expecting him to 
be out of the mm-hmm. out of the running for a little while longer, which which was a very reassuring sight. But what what did we make of that team when you first saw it on the team sheet, Lee? I think again, looking for some sort of reaction. Again, as, as a manager, and I've been every time the manager just comes in. He's he's got he's got a group of players that he knows maybe something about some of them. He's got a little bit of an idea, but he put a training session on and he looked to see it was bright and breezy. He's probably got a wave he wants to play, and he's just thought, right, I, I fancy Duncan. I fancy you know, he probably understands that maybe John McGotten's made a couple of errors and stuff like that. He's probably he's done quite well, so. Give them a go. He's after that bounce because it's again, it's 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 the same old team, roughly week in week out, apart from one or two changes. Generally in midfield or one up front or whatever it is. But I think he's just trying to make some more changes just to see if he can get some sort of reaction. But unfortunately, it, it, it didn't work. No, no, I don't think the the team really had the desired impact, did they? No, it was it was really really disappointing again, especially especially going forward. There just seemed to be a. I think again, it's it's it's, it's maybe you know, what's happened in the recent weeks where we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for a manager, and I think that they just looked off the pace. Look, mm-hmm. Generally, look look weary. Just just didn't look as though they win the game at all at any at any stage. No. How do we feel in general about Will Griggs starting on the bench? We uh, I, th- I thought he scored the the winning goal against Grimsby, albeit in a terrible cup competition. But it's it's confidence. It's a confidence thing, isn't it? So if he goes into the game yesterday, start the game. See if he can get him firing again. I was I was well surprised that Greg didn't start. No, it was the same month. I thought out of anybody, he's the guy who's been getting goals galore in the season past in the League One. And if we can get him scoring, we've got a chance. Yeah. And I thought again, a change of manager can just change. We've, we've said a lot of times a player kind of get in from one manager, another manager can then you get a spark mm-hmm. and he's away and he's firing. And I think it was maybe an opportunity to stick him in, to maybe put on round and say, you're my man. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think Greg needs someone to say that to him, really, all things considered, just given how his confidence generally seems to to be going. Um, I mean, it's no secret that uh, Phil Parkinson likes his target man. That's been a big staple of his mm. style of play at uh, most of the clubs he's been at, which I suppose is probably why he opted for Charlie White in the end. But... I think his hand's probably forced to play Grig now because Wyke's going to be out for uh, for a while with that injury picked up. But I think that is is that something again though. Is I mean I, I don't want to say that that was a, a mistake that Parkinson's, Parkinson's made because I don't want to start like already like sort of like you know hauling him over the coals after one game. But what, was it a mistake? I got you Anth, to to play Wyke over Grig. No, uh, well I'd, I'd have played Wyke and Grig together. Uh, go uh, two up top. But um, I, I don't think, like as you say, we can't, yes, we can't slam Phil Parkinson for anything at the minute. We he hasn't, like like Lee says, he's had one training session probably, and uh, he's picked the side on who's probably the most energetic and most who who wants it more. Basically, um, I, th- I think you'll find by uh, Tuesday night he'll have a better idea, and then by Saturday we'll have an even better idea, and hopefully we can start firing ourselves back up the league because where are we tenth now? Tenth. <sighs> Heartbreaking, that is like actual mid-table. Like, like there's there's no beating around the bush. That's not even like a that's not even like a playoff contending place. That is a genuine mid-table spot. It's absolutely sickening looking at that table now. I can't even do it. I think we're something around eight points away from automatic promotion. Oh yeah. Well, well, it would have been eleven if Ipswich had beaten Accrington, but yeah. thankfully that wasn't the case. I mean, <laughs> I know I don't want to get despondent already when we're just in October, but if a team's already if the team top of the table. Where you're meant to be is already eleven points higher than you. Then it's it's it doesn't look nice, does it? Yeah. I mean, we haven't played well. I mean, we all know we haven't played yeah, well. Absolutely and not. We're still, I, mean, I know we're tenth, but 
there's so many teams around that playoff place and there's a four point it shows you how poor that league is yeah. mm-hmm. and we just have to take well, I've been sending out for a, year, a season and a bit just got to try to take the, the game by the scruff of the neck all the time but we always seem to be under Jack was so defensive again why not play two up top why not play the target man with I mean not that one next week because he's, he's Wigan and the another we seem to be always put this lone striker and, and, it, and I just don't think it works in this league no, no I, I agree I think um, when when the team sheet came out yesterday with McGeady Watmore and White up top yeah. I sort of looked at it and went that's not 4-3-3 that's a 4-5-1 yeah. that's defensive it's incredibly defensive and I think we need to have a bit more belief that we're going to go out there and beat these teams because we seem to be just like like we said under Jack Ross. Perhaps maybe his uh, his, his staff have said this is the way the team we're playing. If you're going to amalgamate yourself within the squad, then uh, then put the, put this side out on Saturday. But uh, I'm I'm praying that we kick on because another defeat for Parkinson, and I think. Um, <laughs> Everyone will be screaming for Jack Ross back, won't they? Even yeah. though uh, it was the. No, I don't think so. Well, 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 <laughs> well, that's the thing. Honestly, like, uh, well, I don't even want to go down that avenue of thought because I just don't want to entertain it. Yeah. But what the fans are crying out for for the Tranmere game, I think, is just a, a good 4 3 3 or just any kind of like attacking formation. Mm-hmm. Like a team that I think, if you, I, I would say you, you bench led bitter and you play maybe a more mobile holding midfielder in his place alongside two offensively oriented ones like 1 9 and Power two wingers, a striker, and then obviously your four defenders and keeper. And I think if you just go go out there from the get-go and you're playing with a lot of intent and a lot of just attack and purpose, you know, the the, the, the fan, you're going to really endear yourself to the fans because we've just, we've had this like hesitation, reluctance to sort of like take a team by the, the scruff of the neck and just rag them about. Like I just, we haven't, we haven't ever seen that and I feel like we definitely can do that. Ever, ever since we've been in, in League One under Jack Ross as well for me, is we, we've, We've done well for twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and then struggled for the rest. Yeah. Of it. yeah, but we just seem to be okay, and then sometimes we concede, and then we we get back in the game, and it's like, go on, we're well done. We're getting we're getting that momentum, and we're and you start to think, Joe, but but then it just fades away. Yeah, then mm-hmm. there's a backwards pass, and then yeah. everything just goes oh, and, and doing this and, again. And unfortunately, we might concede again because of, at, at times our defense has been. But I mean, I look at that squad now, and it's. It's a bloody good squad. It's about it's as best, it's the best out there mm-hmm. in terms of what we got. I think the, the defensive he's he's, he's, he's sh- that's been shored up now. I think, but it, somebody needs to get that. I'm an open to Phil Parkinson being able to get some confidence and some momentum into that team. Mm-hmm. And it needs to, it, that's just that's and, just it. And for me, the only way you do it is go out and attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be positive. Give give, give yeah. the lads just positivity. Go on. Yesterday, I felt that Wigan beat us. It was there was they definitely. I mean, I know it finished one nil, but they played us. Uh, they did the better side. They were the better side all game. Uh, we, it's not as if it's not as if we were actually like fifty fifty, and it could have just if one had gone in off uh, Charlie White's backside, then yeah. the game could have changed. But it wasn't. I, I, I mean, Akin Fenwell was an absolute nightmare to defend against yesterday. Uh, he should have had the hat trick um, of headers, I think, mm-hmm. um, from all from, all from corners. And I think, I think, I think it's hard to judge because I think Wickham are going to be up there. They're about by the end of the yeah. by the end of the campaign, seeing as they're on so such a good run of form, and they just seem a decent team. But as you say, we have the squad mm. 
to be beating sides like that, and we uh, we seem to be struggling to find any sort of tactic that will be capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I'd, I'm not a manager, never have been, um, but I'd go back to four four two, go full basics, mm-hmm. go back to basics, and build on the four four two, and you can make small changes as it goes on. That's mm-hmm. like I say, I'm not a manager; I'm, I'm just a football manager. That's mm-hmm. all I am. <laughs> well, we'll get into like a full on sort of dissection of that horrendous game in a moment but just before we do we'll have the three word review so we've not had that in a little while but I, I'm, I'm going to presume that we all still know how that goes basically you know on we, via the Roker Report Twitter we asked the good people of social media um, for their what, what was that what was that laugh uh, so the, there was some maniacy on the three word review yesterday um, one of which I'll not repeat no, there were there some very very good ones but the, the, the selection I've got here and we'll, we'll see what you think of these. So, yeah, we asked the people of Twitter for their um, summary of the game in three words exactly, and here's what we've got. Keith M. Cowden says, normal service resumed. Jake Collinson says, Parkinson's problematic plethora. Bomber says, fans' heads gone. James Atkinson says, not going up. Reese Williams says, still going up. And then in the next one, it says, sign up Akin Fenwe. <laughs> Gavin Moan says, mid-table team. David Hamblin says should have got Phillips. Tom Pugh says take over desperately needed. Barry DF says relegation yet again. I thought, don't. <laughs> Bilbo Ball Baggins says games in hand. And Stefan Spencer says 48 hours. So let's just jump straight back into the game. Then as we can tell by the three-word review, we're, we're not exactly in the best of spirits as, as, a, as a fan base. Not that we are, ever are, of course, but you know, more so than ever, we're, we're, we're not doing particularly well. So we'll go straight back to you, Lee. So just give us your thoughts on the game from, from start to finish. Uh, I think it was, for me, it's the, it's, the, it's the same old issues in terms of physicality, uh, mobility. I think at times we go for these two central defenders, uh, central midfield players who, who sit in and and I, th- I think it makes us a worse team. I, I, I just don't get the one up front and this two sentiment. It's defensive, uh, and again, I think teams are easy to. And it's, it's common knowledge: teams play Sunderland and they lift the game. Mm-hmm. They lift the game. They play the next five ten percent. And we're unable to hang on to that. We 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 seem to not very very rarely being able to match these some of these teams who come at us a bit more physical, uh, uh, more energy, and and I think we just get overrun. And and ultimately, we don't create anything. And it's really disappointing. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, again, it's always said you, you don't do. We're Sun and yeah, we're a big club, and that that doesn't give you the right to win a games. But you want to see us compete, and I think that, that was the big thing for me yesterday. Was mm-hmm. just uh, was we just didn't compete. No, absolutely in, in not. Any part of the game. Does a team going for automatic promotion play two holding midfielders in a team? No, you just no, don't the, do the, it. The, the, um, the teams that we've seen when we've been down there, the, the Lutons, the Charters, and stuff, they they go for the as I say, they go for the throat. It's they'll get one, they'll get two, they'll get three, they'll blow teams away. Mm-hmm. We've never done that. Very occasionally we've won. It's normally two one. We're hanging on. It's it's it hasn't it, so far in the last what fourteen fifteen months have we been? It, it's it, it, it hasn't been good. No, it no, it, good. It, it's it's been. If if you look at it really, if if you're judging us against the standard of promoted teams, then we are pretty toothless. I mean, you just look at yesterday's game for the. The epitome of that, as you say, no shots on target, mm-hmm. save for one from McGeady when he hit the bar in like the 91st minute. Mm-hmm. You know, what's that all about? No, no, no. As I say, that's the frustration and that's the frustration we all feel. You know, you, we're all on social media. We're all trying to listen to the game. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, but that's where we are at the moment. It just seems we've, we've getting 
worse over the last five or six performances where, you know, especially gone away. I mean, the 3 0 at, uh, at Peterborough was an absolute shocker of a display. Oh. Yeah. We haven't like fell apart like that since the, the glory Premier League days of yore with mm. Poirier and Advocate, have we? No, and that's, and that's the thing. That's the worry. And I'm hoping Phil Parkinson step in and just, we can stop that. And he didn't yesterday, but again, as I say, he's just been in there days. I mean, maybe one or two days, but he needs to get somebody firing. We need to, again, yeah, ignite Will Grigg. Yeah, mm-hmm. need, something needs to happen. Somebody needs to, somebody needs to step out of, of the shadows and, 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 and drag Sunderland through this hard period. And then maybe then we have a running where we can go 10, 15 games. Mm-hmm. That, that's been, that's happened many times when we've gone up. I remember myself when we had Peter Reid when we went up and or when we had Roy Keane, fairly low and all of a sudden you go on a right, right run and you, and you get there. But this moment of time, I'm not confident that's going to happen. No. It's just when you look at yesterday's game, you, you, I mean, I, I, you know, obviously we, we, we can't say that Parkinson's doing a bad job. You know, the bloke's been here five seconds. But at the, the, the end of the day is that there wasn't anything in, in the Wickham, Wickham game to suggest that anything was different. And again, obviously, he's been here five minutes. He's yeah. not going to immediately stamp his entire ethos on every aspect of the club. Mm. But it was just more of the same dour football, you know. And, and it, 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 to be honest, it, it looked even more dour than it usually did. You know, I think it's just a hangover from obviously the Jack Ross, you know, the way the way he played, and obviously actually getting the manager for me just took a little bit too long. There was mm-hmm. just right to the you know, we're hoping to get a manager maybe a week before so he can actually do something and work, but it, I mean it was right up to the last minute. Typical Sunderland, yeah. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's typical <laughs> Sunderland again. And then he, he gets turns up and he gets he makes a few changes, trying for something different, and it never worked for him again. You know, that's that's not his fault. He's mm-hmm. just been he's just come through the door. But again, I think the players have got to take some responsibility. They've got to be able mm-hmm. to, as you said before, compete. As Sunderland fans, that's all we want. At the, the very, very least, we want is for them to compete. Oh, that's it. I think, you know, manager, no manager, um, identity, no identity. Regardless, we've got 11 players, albeit, you know, a group of individuals currently under a new manager. But the very, very good footballers by League One standard. Mm. And I think to play the way they did was absolutely, it was, it was just pathetic because... Mm. You know, surely they can put their heads together and come up something better than that. I mean, Jesus Christ, you're playing. I, I know Wickham are, are very well drilled under Rainsworth, but it's Wickham. Yeah. If you look at their squad on paper, you know, you've got Akin Fenwick, who's like a big meme, but that's it. <laughs> you know, that's it. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, but they, that's not pound for pound. They don't have any substantial quality in that thing. You know, we should be able to pull something out of the bag to at least get a draw, if nothing else. You know, we to get did, beat. didn't we? McGeady, the, the strike at the end. Well, it's, that's uh, it. That's the only thing he'd done all game. That's the the surprising thing that we had nothing. We had we were pretty much toothless for the entire game. Uh, there was no surface service for the strikers. There was no there was nothing. No. It was just I don't even know what we played. It was like like defensively, just hoping the defense played well, and then. Perhaps one will go in off someone's backside at the, mm-hmm. up the other end, and then that was it. Yeah, it was just shocking. I suppose that's a good time answer to go to you. What were your just general thoughts on the game? Oh, probably wouldn't ask me. <laughs> trying to keep uh, try to keep the language a bit clean. Uh, no, we we were appalling, weren't we? Uh, I think Burge Burge is probably the only the the only positive out of the entire performance. Made some cracking saves uh, defensively. We were quite astute, apart from the goal. Which is generally the case, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were we we're done pretty well, and then two holding midfielders, as you say. Um, what like we're not going to go forward if we're trying to pass sideways in the midfield, are we? And then give it to a, a winger who 
I mean, what more seemed to have something about him? He had he was trying to cut, cut in from the inside, like from the outside, but he wasn't good. Just didn't seem good enough or on the pace. It's, mm. And then McGeady just turns up for the fifteen minutes a game as he always does, and then either and falls him, over or scores. One of the two. Falls over, falls over and scores usually. And mm. then Charlie White got himself an injury, uh, going off at half time. There was just nothing. Just nothing. Uh, there was. It was. It was as if. They had no game plan or nothing. And another, like again, not blaming Phil Parkinson, he just probably hasn't had time to implement the game plan. I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. praying that we can we build on that uh, well, and just make a, make it at least half decent. Uh, well, that's it. If you want to look at the positives, maybe then probably it isn't the case that you know r- rather than saying in a in a quite like a quite like an angry tone there wasn't a game plan, we could maybe just say you know he hasn't had time to as you say that to make a game plan. You know that like. And that and that's probably going to be a a, a fault of the of the hegemony, isn't it? That mm. you know, if if you wanted to actually win this game, you should have got your manager in quicker than you have done. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, look, I, I, you know, just just as you've never been a manager, and I've never been a club's chairman or a club's chief scout, so I I don't know exactly what the ins and outs are, but. I, I do just think that maybe if we'd been a bit quicker, maybe you know you're talking 48, 72 hours quicker, then Parkinson's got that bit more time to assess his squad to sort of put his style of play together, you know, work on what he wants to work on with one or two more training sessions. And that could have been the difference between, you know, a 1-0 a loss and a 2-1 win if he got just something ticking and he got something to click before the game. But, you know, the bloke's just come in. So I think if if, if he has to shoulder any any um, uh, uh, any just like blame, then, then he shouldn't be because, you know, we, we can't be slating the manager after literally one game where he's had you know, moments to, to get himself together. And you kind of blame the manager for the lack of effort in no. terms. So yeah. for me, I mean, there's, there's always the big thing when you, in football, you, you've got to earn the right before you can play. And then that means, you know, you go out there, you fight tooth and nail, you, you work hard. And then with that, with work and hard and stuff and doing the, and doing the fundamentals, right. You then get the chance and then time to play. And suddenly that probably is the better skill for players than Wickham. Of course they do. But for me, they were just... And that's not the manager. The manager can scream at them. It's up to the... Mm-hmm. Say, the players have to take responsibility and say, do you know what? We need to roll our sleeves up today. And there's not there not many of them did that uh, on, uh, yesterday. No. I was just about to ask, um, how does a manager instill a work ethic in footballers who are earning more money than he is? It's uh, it's it's quite a, quite the algorithm trying to get uh, footballers to, to work hard for the cause, especially when... The, the fans on the back after one mistake as well. They, I yeah, mean, yeah, that doesn't matter. <laughs> you have to, as a manager, you have to get the players to buy into you, your, yeah. your method of play and how you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And again, and that, and that takes a, a little bit of time. But, and that's what you need. I mean, we talked about Liverpool and the clock, and they bought in the clock, and they're, they're, they're multi, they're multi millionaires, and they'll run all day and yeah. run through a big. So, so you've got to get that mentality. Mm-hmm. And, and so, somehow I don't understand. <laughs> you, you've got, 30,000 at home you know, fans, you've got fantastic away spot. They'll just cheer and cheer and cheer on if you keep going and going and trying. And and some of them just, you know, at the times, they don't seem interested, which, which is, which is, and that's why we get frustrated and obviously yeah. start getting upset with them. And, and then you get this cycle where it's negativity and, and, and it's not quite working. And until we turn that, until we start winning games and winning games well, then... Then I think then you get the bounce. Then you get the bounce that everybody's after. But at this moment in time, it's not quite there. And no. that's turned a bit sour with uh, with the fans. As soon as uh, as soon as there's one mistake, they just say, uh, "Oh, what what has happened here?" And you can hear them all 
it's all a bit of a gasp and a, oh, here we go again. And I, I, it's who can blame them? Uh, we've we've had a dreadful run in in, in a dreadful league uh, with a, with dreadful mm-hmm. tactics and a dreadful team. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what it is, and the issue with this current situation and why this restlessness amongst the fans is never going to go away as it stands is because every time that Sunderland are currently losing a game. We are becoming the worst we've ever been in our history. Mm. Every single game now that you lose, you drop a position and you drop to the lowest point the club's ever been at in the Football League pyramid. Currently, we're 10th, you know? And we've never been that low in League One before. I if, thought the lowest was 12th in League One. Well, I mean, you know... Well, I think the, last season when we finished fifth, I think that was the lowest ever. I think that was the lowest ever we've was ever it? Mm-hmm. Well, the, the only other time we've been in the third division, we, we finished first because yeah, we won it one. immediately, so... Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if if we let's say, like, hypothetically, I mean, I don't think we will because I I can't entertain the thought. But say you lost the Tranmere, okay, or say you got a draw, and and that draw meant that you went from tenth to eleventh, right? The fans are going to be with every game even more livid because you are sinking to the lowest point in the club's history. So what you've got to do now is you've got to just the only the only direction you can go is up if you even want to even get the fans to find you remotely likeable and and that's fair enough because you know they, they don't deserve to have this much sort of misery to deal with over the number of years that, that we've, we've had to you know mm. think of the last what's the last decade been with Sunderland fan absolute misery <laughs> you know like what like I mean I, I, I at the same time I do get annoyed when our fans are just constantly negative but at the same time like why should they be positive you know what? What the hell have they got to oh, do about? Yeah, I think yeah. I think the positivity was ripped out of them. Obviously, this was the takeover. Then the manager's not playing well, and then it's waiting for this new manager coming, mm-hmm. and then we get the list, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, look at this! This, yeah. this, this, this isn't good." And I think it, it went from you know we're having this, you know, having the Dell Consortium coming over. We're going to be this, that, and that. All the all of a sudden, they just 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 have, everybody just had their legs cut off. It was yeah. just like, mm-hmm. and I think that again, that backdrop of everything that's going on doesn't doesn't help. No. But again. It wasn't here for last season, and we and we and we failed. We, we failed miserably last season as well. We're not going to get a manager that's more reputable when there's such a, a takeover dilemma going on in the background. Anyway, there's mm-hmm. or, or investment dilemma or whatever, whatever uh, Stuart Donald wants to call it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if the fear is that if someone comes in, like, and, and and you're about to change hands of ownership, what if the new owners don't like you? That's the fear. Yeah. I mean, you you, you never know because at the, at the end of the day. You could have anyone in charge of a club when they take over, and I mean, I would presume, I would hope, I would pray that the due, dil- the due diligence on the on on the you know on the takeover, obviously, fingers crossed, on on the takeover, people's sort of moral compass when it comes to running a football club. But you can have anyone running a club these days, and as the EFL has proven, it's happy to let anybody just sink a ship if they want to. Yeah. You know, you could look look at Blackburn, look at Bury, look at Bolton. You know, you could have you could have an app. You could have the most benevolent philanthropist in the world, or you could have a complete despotic tyrant. You know, like it could, it can go anywhere for you, and you know, as a consequence, someone can just fire who they want if they want to. So, if you're if you're a reputable manager, like Anne says, you know, do you want to roll the dice on that? Mm-hmm. It, it's one it's one of those things, isn't it? It's it's funny, but yeah, look, it's just we'll go back to the lack of effort that we've perhaps seen from the players in the past game because. At the end of the day, you can pay a player, as we've said, to, to to play football and score goals. You can pay them to run down a wing. You can pay them to do this, that, and the other. Okay, hence why the you know the the, the top teams have so many high paid players. But you can't pay a player to believe in the manager. That's one thing you can't do. You know, it's just that 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 has to come from from within. To use a cliche, yeah. what does Parkinson need to do now to win them over Anth? 
win games. <laughs> as simple as that. Well, isn't the, it? the players, though. Oh, the like, players. The players. Oh, yeah. yeah. Two way. Um, oh, well, see, that's, a, that's a tough ask, isn't it? Like I say, how do you instill the worth it, work ethic? Uh, that's. I think he needs to go in there and just tell them that that their places are untenable. All all of them, every single one of them, have to play for their spot in this club. They have to be proud to play for us. I'm speaking like a true fan now. They have to be proud proud to play for us and get out there and like and want to play for the badge. I mean, I'd have killed as a child to play for this football club. I never got to. I was too rubbish. Um, but I, I have I have tried. Yes, yeah, but um, <laughs> we. I, I just, I, I just pray that, but like Phil Parkinson has the has the desire and, and more more desire and more enthusiasm and just is is more encouraging than Jack Ross was previously. I, I, just, I just pray that, that that can happen and then we'll see on Tuesday, won't we? I suppose mm-hmm. it's it's two ways or it's a mix. I mean, I've had managers where the the tyrants, obviously the the rule, you know, it's a it's a with a fist. You yeah, know, it's, it's, yeah. You if you don't perform, you're gone and and. And, that, and that's just the way they were at the times. You've just you, you're petrified you're going to lose your players, so you petrified you get out of the club, and that's or, or it's cordial and it, it's 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 where he puts the arm around them. He's got a happy camp in training. Training's more fun. Training's it's a, it, it becomes a happy place to go to go mm-hmm. train. And we, I mean, I'll go back to the days when we had Mick Buxton, and then when he left and uh, Reedy came in with with the staff, training just changed from being dull to really really fun. Mm-hmm. It was a place we wanted to turn up. It was a place we wanted to go, and then it became a really, really good environment then to play mm-hmm. your football. So it's 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 how he gets that environment and he changes that environment for the mm-hmm. players to want to come and play. And again, I'm not wanting to play for the badges, so yes. it all comes. But you want to go to train and you want to want, yeah. want to want to go to train. Like I'll bring this back to the original point, but how exactly did those training sessions change? Like we went from. Uh, just really shadow shadow player, which is where Mick would just just put us in our positions, and then we would just play against nobody. It would just be partner player, partner player, nonstop. To it was all of a sudden it was more noisy, more fun. It was head tennis. It was five aside games. It was competitive five aside games as well. Reedy used to join in, and it was and you, know, and you can imagine Reedy, Kevin Paul. There was there was some tackles going in. Oh, it was a, <laughs> a, a it was a great environment, and we and we loved it. And then we'd finish, and we wouldn't want to go home. It'd be like let's have a, ten- a tennis competition, and so and it was just all this good football, but all co- always competitive. So you just always on this competitive, and it was and it was just always fed into. It was leagues. It was what we're doing, mm-hmm. and it became a place of we really wanted. And all of a sudden, we're turning up for training earlier. So we can all have a game yeah. of tennis. We're, yeah. we're leaving later. We're all together. Uh, them days, we used to go out together. We used to. It used to be a great atmosphere, and, so and that brought in like a communal spirit. Yes, and and that's what happened. And and we had fun. It was it wasn't always serious. Yeah. Do you reckon the current Sunderland team has has that? Just based on what you've seen, based on your assumptions, that we can't say for certain. Oh yeah. Uh, I've noticed that a difference, obviously, since we've been in League One. My job at the uh, at the club is in the Jim Montgomery Lounge, and I do I do a bit comparing. I do a Q and A with with the man of the match at times, and that season in the championship that that was horrendous. Mm-hmm. And you could just say the the players just didn't even want to be there. I mean, they were just can I just leave? Now you're getting the players up, and it seems to, it seems to be a bit bit better atmosphere. But again, I think we did okay last season. We're on the roll. We'd gone with the cup fight. So there was always that positivity. Obviously, we fell at, we fell right at the end. Mm-hmm. But I think this season has been. Just hasn't happened again. I think it's, it, and, and again, I think that worry and that, I think we all worry is, 
no parachute payment next year. There's mm-hmm. uh, this is paramount that we go up this season. Absolutely. And I think that pressure is starting to build on all those fans. Mm-hmm. I think the the plays then start so it's it's trying to change that that mentality that they have, like, come on, go and enjoy your football mm-hmm. again. Because if you do, these will scream and, and go mad and, and cheer on all the time. Yeah. But at this moment of time, I think we've just seen this this it's just gone a bit gone a bit flat. Mm-hmm. It's gone really flat. I dare say though, the players that we do have at the club currently, they're the kind of players where if we do get that kind of environment you know, not to make any assumptions of what it currently is like, but let's say that Parkinson really leads from the front line. You know, he's he gets in, he's one of the lads, but also he's the gaffer and he's organising them in the way they need to be organised. You know, that they're, they're having sort of really good, really effective training sessions, building that great sense of kinship. You know, the, the chemistry is really there. That really seeps into like the identity. You've got players at the club like Max Power and Luke 09 and they just seem like really, I mean, I know it's a bit of like a bit of like a cliche we say at this point, but like, they do seem like really good lads. Mm-hmm. And they seem like they're really up for it, very enthusiastic, very positive. You know, I, I think if if we get if we get what we need to get, as you've said there, in order, then we have players at the club who perhaps are the best kinds of characters to do that. But I think obviously it it, it does just hinge on that. What else does Parkinson need to do, Anth? What else? What else is is missing that he needs to add? You caught me by surprise again. Uh, I, if if I knew that, I'd be the gaffer. To be honest, I think I think. Um... Phil, hopefully Parkinson knows exactly what he needs. Do you think we'll probably not know the the best team until after his first transfer window? Do you think he needs to bring some more in? Do you think he needs like a like a, like a leader, like a like a, a proper like like, a, like an iron fist guy, yeah. someone who's going to mm-hmm. come in and just like bring out Gunfenwar in, terrify people in the changing rooms? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a uh, but I, th- I honestly, I, I don't have the answer to that. I don't know whether Phil Parkinson feels that he needs to bring somebody in. I'd say on yesterday's performance, I would probably want to ship all eleven out and start again. No. Um, but there's, I, I can't really, I couldn't say anything for certain. The issue with signing like and Fen was that we, we then have like the 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 very unique 2019 problem of having like a YouTube celebrity as one of the lads, and then like you'll just get. He'll get all like the really like irritating YouTubers flocking around whenever he does, and I just don't need that in my life. <laughs> you know, that's not what I need. You know, I mean, I I don't keep up with date with it, but I, I, you know, you know, you know who I mean when I say football YouTubers. We don't need that. We do not need that at the club. We've got enough problems already without having to do it. Anyway, I think that's a good time to move on to the listeners' questions. But before we do, we have another competition announcement because we're, you know we just love those now here at here at the, the Roker Report Studios. We love a good competition. So, this week, our friends at Flatback 4 offered one of our followers a free Sunderland jumper. Perfect for those midweek games at the Stadium of Light. Again, you know, when we're, when we, you, 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 you sat there and you, you're miserable because it's 1-1. Yeah, well, we've got the perfect apparel for the occasion. So, don't you worry if, if you were concerned about whether or not your Parker would sustain the, 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 the physical and mental torment of that. Then, you know, you, you, you needn't worry. It wouldn't offer you a, a free Sunderland jumper to... To you know, just uh, insulate you both uh, literally and metaphorically. So let's just get straight into it. We're pleased to announce that the winner um, goes by the Twitter handle Twang Mackham. So congratulations! Please DM the Roker Report um, Twitter account with your contact details, and we will get that jumper to you. I just say I am fuming that that's not me. That's one that. Well, you know it. <laughs> I really wanted a new jumper. Uh, and to be fair, like I mean, this isn't me like being like a shameless plug, but it was actually an unreal jumper. Like, was I, I would have had it. Yeah, devastated. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but you know, there can only be one winger, 
Winger? Winger? Winger. Winger. Oh, sorry. I'm speaking like, <laughs> speaking like Jack Ross there. <laughs> yeah, no, there can only be one winner, and that winner is Twang Magnum. So congratulations. You have until 6 p.m. on Thursday evening to claim your prize. Otherwise, Anth will steal it. Yes. So, yeah, that's that. Anyway, let's get on to the listeners' questions. We asked the good people of Twitter once again for any questions they would like answering. So let's just get straight into them. We have, first of all, someone by the Twitter handle Politicat76, who says, I would like to know what Lee's opinion of the commonly referred to new manager bounces, and secondly, how long he believes it takes for a manager to, to really get a team to start doing what he wants to implement. So what do you make of that then, Lee? Uh, it's, uh, it's a difficult one. I mean, I'll, we got it off with Peter Ray. That was kind of different, but we we definitely didn't get it with Mick Buxton. You know, that it's... It all depends on the character of the manager, I think, sometimes. And then you've, you've just seen, before I left Manchester United, we're playing against Solskjaer. He goes five or six, seven, eight games, and then all of a sudden kind of win one. Uh, I think, again, I think it, it all depends. If, if the manager of Parkinson got in maybe five or six days before this, we might have seen something. We might have seen something different. I think it's nearly impossible. We might see something different on Tuesday. So I'm hoping to see a bounce. I'm hoping to see he gets into them players uh, over the weekend. You know, they have a Monday training session, mm-hmm. and he starts to think, right, this is what I need to do. This is what, and, and maybe get some structure in that. And we might see a bounce. Mm-hmm. And again, I think if we start well, and it just breeds a little bit of confidence because the, the fans start get behind the team, mm-hmm. and, and I'm hoping we do see a little bit of a bounce. Yeah. So do you think it's maybe unrealistic to assume that the bounce starts from the get go from the first game, or maybe does it just take a few games for that to get going? Yeah, I think, like I just said, it all depends when the manager comes in. If he gets a bit of time to spend with, otherwise you just, again, unless it's a big name, unless you said you brought in a Kevin Phillips or, so, yeah. or you know, we're talking about big salmon, all that sort of stuff. I mean, it's unrealistic, mm-hmm. but you might have gotten some sort of immediate bounce, but mostly from the fans rather than maybe yeah. not yeah, the players. Yeah, yeah. It's just something to appease the fans. But I suppose, yeah, but yeah. maybe that could have been the difference. You know, I mean, maybe we can only really expect too much too soon when we've got like a celebrity style level of appointment yeah. you know someone like a, a you know like a, a renowned cult yeah. he well, well not a cult hero a renowned club hero yeah. like Kevin Phillips or just a big name manager like mm. Allardyce you mm. know I think maybe that's when you can expect something immediate but yeah and as I say I, whether or not that was the right appointment but I think I think Phil Parkinson again as we just said he's probably a CF a pair of hands mm-hmm. but it's that one game and I, I'm hoping to see a little bit more on Tuesday yeah so, it's, it's, I think the risk of him becoming a figure of hate if we lose another one is quite high because he wasn't that celebrity choice. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the the high reputable gaffer that came in. It wasn't. Why awesome do you keep people. saying that reputable? Uh, so th- when you get the reputation in football, you, you automatically show ins for the next job that becomes available, aren't you? So you know, mm-hmm. Sam Allardyce has been available for a while. He's obviously been here before. He's mainly a Premier League manager who saves club. But if he came to Sunderland, because the whispers were there um, when the takeover was happening, whether it is or not, it's different. But uh, the, like I say, the whispers were there and the, um, everybody sort of just went, oh, get rid of Jack Ross now. Get rid of him immediately. Sam Allardyce wants the job. Turf him out. Just hopefully that, uh, I'm just hoping that people are willing to give Parkinson some time and mm-hmm. just, just don't get on the... Don't hate, don't hate on him immediately. And I, I, I know if we get beat again, it's going to be an, it's going to be an absolute, it's going to be horrible. Oh, um, it's going to be horrendous. But 
I, I, I don't think we will get beat on Tuesday because I'm I'm mainly mm. positive about life anyway. So. Yeah. No, I, I just I just feel like you would be Tranmere at home. I just feel like you would. I mean, I think irrespective of whether or not it's a glorious win or it's just a win, mm. I think I think Parkinson will get it. I think my greatest fear is the draw because I think the most likely bad result at home is the one-one draw. You know, as we're so accustomed to. I think if he gets that, then you're in a bit of bother. Obviously, if you lose, then it's incom- going to be incomprehensibly awful. But but that won't happen because because I don't want it to. <laughs> I think Lee must have been playing last time we played Tramway. Uh, I remember it always being nils apiece. Always nil nil against no, Tramway. I remember playing the Robert Park, and we it was the year we went up and. It was one of my first ever games playing centre off. Played against John Aldridge, and I think we drew ones each. Mm. And then we'd already been champions, and we played them last game of the season at their place, and we got beat two 0 even though we absolutely battered them. We got a dodgy <laughs> penalty. Uh, I can't remember the other goal. I was probably too drunk by the time. <laughs> That'll be it, like once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, good stuff. Anyway, on to the next question. This is from. On a very similar topic, I thought what you just sort of broached there, Anth, we have a one from Jack Hansen who says, is this the most fractured, in inverted commas, the fan base has ever been? Fighting in the stands, arguing and abusing each other on social media, is that irreversible? And how accountable are the fans for the negativity surrounding Sunderland right now? So we'll go straight back to you, Anth. I think the the fans can be accountable for the atmosphere at the stadium. So when that's negative and turgid, then... Obviously, it's going to it's going to transfer onto the, onto the squad. It's but once they're out there and playing football, if someone if the fans get on someone's back, like Denver Hume, for example, when mm-hmm. like he's only a, he's only a young lad, they get out there and uh, oh, he's made a bad cross, and then it's always oh, you mm-hmm. swear words, blah blah blah. Yeah, and, was, and, that, uh, and that was that was from day one, wasn't it? Oh, it was against Oxford. It was the that was when it all it all started with them then. And it, I mean, the lad was try. He was he was up and down. He was dribbling. He was. Taking lads on, and then his, his final cross was a bit different. But obviously, I might have been a bit nervous. It's, it, it, the kids, he's a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, if if the fans are capable of turning that around and just being you know, fighting in the stands, that's just preposterous. To be fair, you're allowed your opinion. Uh, stop, stop fighting about it. Just, yeah, like you can you can make your opinion without swinging a fist. Absolutely. At the end of the day, I think that's sort of like a general rule for every every adult, male yeah. or female, you know, it's just, yeah. just kind of how it goes. I don't go out windmilling when you disagree with me. Do you know what I mean? It's... No, which, which which I benefit from because <laughs> you're about three times the size of it. So, you know, like, that's just, 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 just as well that you don't do that. So, yeah. But yeah, I think, I think the, I think it is probably the most fractured we've been probably since 94, 95, Buxton times, I'd say. Uh, we've been, we were, 16th, 17th in Division, the old Division 1. Terry Butch, I think, as well. Um, 95, the yeah. The Ensley, was... the Ensley League Division yeah. 1, yeah. yeah. Is that what it was called? The Ensley League, yeah. Didn't know it was Division called Division 1, yeah. 1985 it was. I see. Yeah, Glenn Hoddle was manager of Swindon as well. Nice. Uh, no idea why I know that. <laughs> well, you, well, you, you, I think you the do. Difference, the difference between then and now is... It's social media and stuff, and you get yeah. whispers, and everybody's. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you just see, and you just you just want to switch it off. You just think, well, that's it. Everybody's, yeah, everybody's got their own mm-hmm. opinion, but obviously, then people jump down. Everybody, and you just hear it, and just it's just non-stop, and mm-hmm. you just think, please, yeah, just stop. Well, there's, it, there's, there's just no need for it. Not at all. You even go back only like ten years ago. You know, you go back to say two thousand and nine, when when maybe things weren't going well under Ricky Sprager. Mm-hmm. You'd leave the game. I'd be talking to my dad and my granddad about how awful it, how awful the game was. But then you sort of you sort of disconnect from it, and then that's it. But social media gives a lot of very negative people a platform 
to just sort of like just stir and just sort of like linger and fester around around the negativity from the game. So next thing you know, you've got sort of you've you've got like pylons and like hate brigades for specific players. It just it gets out of hand, and and I think in in a lot of ways, I think as far as football goes, the the negatives of social media, I would say, far outweigh the good. I would say I, I just I just think it's a very negative force in the in the world of football these days. But yeah, um, I suppose for me, own two pennies worth. I, I would say the fan base is is extremely fractured. Is it irreversible? Definitely not. But I think it, it, it wins it, a change. That's yeah, really. oh, absolutely completely. You know, or, I think, or just just even an attacking formation. I think mm-hmm. it's watching players you know, someone making a big tackle <laughs> would literally lift the crowd. Mm. It's, it was always the same, like you mm-hmm. see at Roker Park. It was it was the same at Roker Park. It'll be the same here. Just just get out there and that was one of the first things I, I when I was playing every, every, every time I played. I thought, yeah, other than trying to score us, I thought was like see if you can you know make some sort of mm-hmm. you know, let them know you're there. Yeah, just a, just a, a clatter. You know, all mm-hmm. of a sudden you do you run, all of a sudden, and then the, everything would seem to pick up from that. Yeah, you know, I would give everybody a buzz. And yeah, that's it. Our fans love a clatter. Yeah. Like <laughs> like Catamore with two foot someone in the Premier League. Like you know you see like a like a, a, a just, just, just our fans love it. I mean, remember when Lamine Corny like wiped out Yaya Toure, man? It was absolutely. It basically, he got a standing ovation. Yeah. You know, it, it was, it was like we love stuff like that. I think they just want a bit of like aggression, just in general. You know, like a, 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 obviously a wins a, a, a requirement against Tranmere. That goes without saying, but I think the fans want to see a lot of a lot of force and a lot of just something to maybe just channel the negativity into like raw positive anger, yeah. if that makes any yeah. sense. But. Again's getting back what's it? You've got to earn that right, and sometimes that's what you need to do. You need to put your foot in, mm-hmm. you need to, yeah. And then obviously the game then settles down, and then we can play up football. But mm-hmm. you know, just over the last three or four games, I just haven't seen that desire to go and want mm-hmm. to, as you say, really get, get, get your foot in. Yeah, I think the more positive the squad is, the more positive the fans will be. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, definitely. You, just a, a few wins, and then suddenly, I think a lot of people's state of mind will be a lot more. A lot more hinged again, rather than unhinged. I mean, we've seen some ridiculous things the past few weeks, months. That video of Tom Flanagan getting that stick off the Sunderland fans absolutely, absolutely pathetic. I mean, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even mind, right? But Flanagan wasn't even playing in that game, and it's just he's took like, time out of his time to uh-huh. go out there and sign some autographs. Yeah. You know, I mean, Tom Flanagan, like, I mean, okay, you know, you can have your opinions on him as a defender, and those can be what they are. But at the end of the day, the the lad's been instrumental to two wins against Premier League teams. You know, he's proved himself a very decent bloke. And he's, he's also a human. Yeah. He's, he's a person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's well, like, that's it. That's, he's, he's not some sort of alien force from That's somewhere. the most crucial detail. It's so easy. And that's, again, another fault of social media is that people forget. You know, people see like a, a professional footballer's profile as like it's its own entity. And if you want level abuse at that of any kind, you think you can. But you know what? If he was stood here, you know, well, I mean, obviously the one bloke in the video didn't see it in mind, but... Mm. At the end of the day, I think you have to like step away and realise that just in the same way that us three are human beings, Tom Flanagan is a human being. He is, and again, he's not playing badly on purpose. He's not. No. He's not. He's not doing it despite the sun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly you know, yeah. He wants the best for himself. The yeah. fight is the fight. It's just not going well for him. No. And to abuse him for that is just end, <laughs> end of the day. Like you have a few bad games, right? And if you, if you if you're not if you're not doing that well, it, it might transpire in the long run when he does eventually leave the club that he wasn't. He, he never really made the cut. And whether or not he does or he doesn't, I can't fault his effort. He's never not tried. He's never showed any. He's never showed any sort of like anything to suggest he's, he's, his heart's not in it. No, no. So to get what he gets, and I just I think a lot of the time our fans have d- done a lot of things like that without thinking. 
I think there's been a lot of just like just like ham fisted insults for for no purpose. Yeah. But again, it's the minority again, and then it they, is. They, they get a they get a platform on Twitter or this and that. Mm-hmm. But you've just said and it there, everybody, and everybody just you know, the, the big brush gets taller. The Sunderland fans, and it's mm-hmm. not. Yeah, you know, most Sunderland fans want our team to do well, back the players. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, we talked about the Phil Pons. Ninety nine percent of of us fans will go on Tuesday and we'll go there to support the team mm-hmm. and, and and Phil Pons and, and want the best. Yeah. Now, whether we get it is another thing, but that's what we'll be wanting. That's what yeah. we'll be cheering for. That's it again, isn't it? As you say, it's it's the platform on yeah. social media. You know, the, the the average gazer who's making a tweet saying, "Oh yeah, good game, lads, didn't win, but we tried hard." Gets two likes off his mates and no retweets. Yeah. And the, then the, the the bloke who's um, uh, who's calling who's calling Tom Flanagan something for no reason, or or posting a video of some other bloke giving him chip for no reason. All of a sudden, that's doing the rounds, and then that's all that's all people think of. Hence why I brought it up. It's all I could think of when I thought of the way our fans have gone on, because social media distorts the view of of. of not, not only does it give a platform to people who don't don't deserve it, but it it distorts the the view of of fan bases. Mm-hmm. So again, it's just. <sighs> Good question, that. Yeah, but I anyway. Moving on, we'll go to you for this one, Lee. Uh, this is from Gav. He says, "What lessons do we think Parkinson will have learned about his players based on that performance?" He needs a lot of work. <laughs> I think. Uh, well, he might have had them in today and did a bit of extra. Yeah. Again, like we've 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 come we've discussed it over this uh, last hour. We've. He needs to get them on the training ground. He needs mm-hmm. to show them which is how we want to play. This is how I want to play. And he, then he then he needs to settle on his, his personnel who he thinks is going to do the job for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think he, he's learned that maybe he has got a lot of work to do uh, in term transforming this team. It can be again. I, I think we're all we're all fairly positive and saying this is a good team. Yeah, it just just needs it just needs direction. Mm-hmm. What about you, Manth? I think uh, as Lee says, basically, I think. Um, Think he'll have found that perhaps he doesn't. He, he, he perhaps he won't feel that the the, the 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 team that he put out there is good enough to do anything in League One off having getting beat off a side like Wickham, even though they are second in the table. Um, I think I'm praying that he's that he had them in this morning, mm-hmm. laps or something, just something, something turgid. <laughs> uh, get on the bikes on the side of the, the do three hours on the bike. Uh, three fun. hours on the bike. Yeah. Uh, just tie your, tie your hamstrings or something. Yeah, just something fun. No, I, I just I, I hope that. I, I mean, I, I hope he's I hope he's harsh on them. Just just put his foot down and uh, you know get, get in there and show that he's got some sort of authority and not let the uh, the inmates rule the asylum and he can go in there and say, look, that just wasn't good enough. And um, you you best go out there on Tuesday and beat mm-hmm. me here or. There'll be hell on, and he'll be all, all out the door. So I, I mean, it's, it's about time we had a <laughs> we had a manager who was capable of doing that. Yeah, and Roy Keane would have been perfect to come back in. Oh, he would have absolutely loved. Well, I say loved. He would have absolutely done that. Yeah. Probably no doubt about left Yeah, the the PFA have been in. Uh, it could have been a bit of a bit of a, bit of an um, uh, controversial one, but I mean that's that's what you need. Though you need a little bit of controversy, if nothing else. I mean, I'm not saying that I want an absolute thug as a manager, but like Ross, I just don't believe. I mean, I, again, I don't know him personally. I, I, I've never, never at any point did I see his half-time or post-match dressing room speeches. But I just, I, I imagine him with a cardigan on, hands in pockets, just saying, uh, "Well, well, you know, we'll." We'll, we'll work on improving that, lads, and then walking off and giving the exact same speech to the presser. That's we what I imagine. 
Yeah. Yeah, but like, I mean, I, again, I don't know Parkinson enough to know what his character is, but I just want to imagine that he just he does at at, at least you know get get a bit you know get a bit sort of like fiery with them just let them know that it's not acceptable and let them know that they do need to improve regardless of how good you think you are and how how well or how well you don't work as a team you know you should be winning these games he's got to have something about him he's done it before mm-hmm. he's, he's been there yeah. it's, it's yeah. he's, he's new to the job or he's mm-hmm. or he's a Jack Ross and he's come down from in St Mirren yeah. somewhere you just think you know absolute you know 300 people watching the game and, you know, <laughs> and then you just think okay he's been there Bill mm-hmm. Pattinson, he's been there. He's took teams up. He's took them to cup competitions. So he must have something about him. So he must have, you know, he must have some sort of structure that he works with and says, "This is how I do. This is what I want." Mm-hmm. And if you don't want it, there's the door. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping he's been. I yeah. hope he's given. I hope he's given the back and by by uh, Mr. Stewart. Mm-hmm. See, so you know, just say, right, you run it. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll back you. You know, so mm-hmm. if if it, if it means showing a couple of the door in January, then then, then we'll do it. Yeah. But but as well, though, on the flip side of that, he must be a man who can work with what he's given when he does come to a yeah. club. Because as Anth brought up earlier, twice in his career, he's worked with transfer embargoes and got promotions in the same season. Mm. So he must be able to work with something. I mean, you know, he, he got bold and promoted mid-crisis, mid kept them up mid-crisis. Yeah, they went down next season. But considering how much of a shambles they were, they were as much of a shambles as we were with Martin Bain and Coleman and Grayson. And we plummeted, OK? We, we know exactly how bad a team can be. Mm. When they are, when they are that sort of like that, that sort of like downtrodden, but but he made it work, and he and he made it work with virtually nothing. So you know, he, as you say, he must have something about him. He must be able to take what he's got, you know, whatever he's doing, whether he's grabbing it by the neck or putting his hand around it, he can have what he's got, mm. and he can make it work. How he does that is ultimately up to him, but it, it must be in a more effective and more emotive way than what Ross has done with him. Mm. Has to be, and it can't not be if he wants to keep his job. But you know it, that, that 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 that's just that's just what we're hoping for. We've got time for one more question. It'll come from John Charlton, who says, "Do you do you think promotion's still a realistic target, whether it be automatic or via the playoffs?" Anth, over to you. Yes, well, I will always be up there for promotion. So I think even some of the sides in this league are absolutely dreadful, and would have to be equally as awful. To go out there, and I think we've we've still got quality in the side to to be even if we're playing horrifically defensive, they have still got the quality in the side to to score one and every game. I don't know we didn't against Wickham, and that, that, that speaks volumes, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But um, I think I think we'll I, stay, I think we'll still be up there thereabouts uh, by the end of the season. There's a long way to go. People seem to forget that it's only October, goes till May. There's another what thirty games left, maybe more. I'll have a, I'll have a quick Google while you keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think there's uh, about somewhere around thirty games left. There's ninety points, so I, th- I think we'll, uh, we'll we'll be absolutely fine. So you're telling me the the hundred point season's still on? It's mm-hmm. still on. If you if you just said that now live on Roper, on the Roper Report podcast.com, if you just said that, no, ninety five points. Right. Well, there's, there's forty there's forty six games in a season, right? Yes. Yeah, and we've played twelve. There we are. So that hundred point season still on thirty four hundred and two points left. Why that takes so long? <laughs> that was forty six. I'm a year six math teacher. That was forty six. Take away twelve. Yes. Crikey. Okay, moving on. Yeah. So yeah. No. Definitely, I agree. What about you? What yeah, do you think, Lee? I mean, even playing the way we are, I think we'll, we'll scrape into the playoffs. I mean, if uh, I think I think we've got the game in hand, two games in hand, some of them, but it, the, at all, it can change on a little bit of momentum. 
couple of good wins, like we said before, a couple of good wins. You get the momentum. You get everybody playing with confidence. If you get that team playing with the confidence, they will win games. Yeah, mm-hmm. they will win games. It's, it's yeah. as simple as that, and that's what he's been brought into to bring something back to this football club and the team mm-hmm. to just get that confidence and then to start winning games. Yeah, and for me, I think going back to four four two or something similar, even if it's if it, even if it's a four three and a th- three up front, I don't care as long as we go more positive. I'll I'll, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. I just think if I mean. Yeah, definitely. If if you think about the games that we've, we've when we've maybe played under Ross, where we've had that twenty thirty minute spell of looking clinical, mm. and then we've been down for the rest. If you take that clinical spell and extend that over a few games, because you've got a team that can do that efficiently and effectively, you know you're going to win three games three nil, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. And then suddenly you win three games three nil. You know you've you've suddenly got this unreal goal difference, and you've got nine more points. You know, and then it it doesn't take that long at this stage of the season to turn it all around. If you look at Ipswich there today, they've just won about, what, four or five games on the bounce? And then they've just been beaten by Accrington Stanley. Who were they? Exactly. exactly. That's better. Yeah, yeah, I was waiting for that. Yeah, I yeah. answered my own joke. Uh, well, I, I said it, but I wasn't sure whether to, to, to sort of just join in with the joke or let yeah. you to sort of let, yeah. let, let it fall on deaf ears. Thanks I don't for know. the silence, Alex. That's fine. The silence was deafening. <laughs> but yeah, they've, they've just played Accrington Stanley, who hitherto today's game were in like the relegation zone. So I mean, you know, like you know, you, you know, like, your, your team that's, that's that's allegedly running away with it is just lost. You know, I mean, it puts Gareth Ainsworth's Wickham one point away from top spot. Like, but you know, regardless, it's 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 not an, it's it's not anyone's league already, is it? You know, like it's it's not it, it hasn't got somebody's name on it. Definitely not. I think I think it's just momentum, as you say. You yeah. just you, you start winning. And well, then you think you've got Fleetwood, you got Wickham. I mean, yeah. You're just thinking, there's the Peter, right? They're standing in the way of Sunland. You just think, mm-hmm. there's a chance. <laughs> yeah, we just have to start, put a few runs together and then you're up there straight away. But even you, even yeah. Luton didn't have the best of starts. They were about where we, we, we are now at this stage of the season. Mm-hmm. And they were and they were worse. They were yeah. a worse side and they just built on momentum and just become this team, this force. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, that, that's exactly what they did. I mean, You've, you've got to think, you know, let's say we get we get two things rightly. Let's say we get a system that allows Will Grigg to score goals and let's say we drop the second holding midfielder. You know, like, are you or are you not going to win the next three games if, if you start well? I, I think fundamentally for me, it's it's scoring goals. Mm-hmm. I think if, if we get a team that is just geared for, for offensive work, just going forward, going forward, and you say getting Grigg to score goals, then... Defender that becomes a material because you're scoring goals, you, you, mm-hmm. you, and teams then have to defend against you. So that was I say the best form of defense is attack, and if we're attacking teams and attacking teams are just being a, becoming a force, yeah. forces that, them back. Doesn't yeah, it? and then if, then because what we do is we tend to score, and then we sit back, and then we we we're yeah. under the cosh, and then it's a very polite way. Of pl- way it? It's it's like saying we've scored now, now it's your turn. Yeah, try, try and yeah. have a go, and then if you can't, then we've won. But it, was, but it doesn't happen because we tend, tend to end up concede. As it transpires, we, we, we don't normally we don't normally win based on that. As you're yeah. right, yeah. But I think that's it. If you're just relentless and you're just brutal with teams, you know, um, I'm not going to lose any sleep if we beat Tranmere four 0 You know, if if we totally show them up, that's absolutely fine because we were better than you, mm. and that's it. This is a competitive game, and uh, as you say, if, if we're just going for it, then surely our defence don't need to be under the cosh because they're too busy focusing on defending. They can't think enough about attacking. Well, they'll go that way, do they'll play one up front, and we're able yeah. to then dominate. Yeah. It's just, uh, mm-hmm. it's, you know, for me, it's 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 pretty simple. But for some reason, you know, we we've seemed to be stuck with this two 
sit in centre midfield mm. players without no mobility. We're one up front and we sit deep and bang 50, 60 balls up to our forward and expect mm. them to say, go on, get on with that. Yeah. It, it's the kind of football I would expect us to play if we were fighting relegation in yeah, League One. That's exactly what it is. Honestly, like if we were, I'm scrolling down the table, if we were currently South End, right, and we were setting up like this, I'd be like, ah, oh, you know, he's not, doing, he's not doing too bad of a job, Jack Ross, is he? You know, he's, he's, he's grinding out draws for us. He's uh, nicking the odd win against Rochdale away and, and MK Dons at home. It's not bad, is it? But the issue is that you've got you've got a team that should be playing like an, an offensive formation in a formation that is geared towards a team fighting relegation. It's just it's just it doesn't work, and, and we wonder why we don't have a discernible identity because the players we have just aren't built for the kind of thing that we, we were setting up for, and it just it, it didn't make any sense. You know, it's, it's, it's like it's like we've forgotten what the aim of football is. It's put mm-hmm. the ball in the back of the net, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, and Maybe just years of fighting relegation have just conditioned us all to, <laughs> to not be able to see anything else. You know, instead of trying to score goals, we try and not concede them. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's like we say, it's the con- complete antithesis of football. Mm-hmm. We need to go out there and score more than the other team. That's, that's just it's as simple as that. I reckon. Just go out there and score goals. Right, like please. Would would anyone would I say anyone in the studio? Would would you two have any bones about it if we won every single game now four three? it would be unreal as well uh-huh. great football yeah, yeah. The, the the difference is though right? if, if you're going to attack rather than defending that and then if you if you win every game 4-3-3-2 three, three, then suddenly you're promoted but if you're trying to play for the opposite like you say and try and not concede every game's you know it's a 1-0 1-1-0-0 one, 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 well, that's what we think 1-1 1-1 yeah. it's just it's just it's just, it just shows you that what 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 type mm-hmm. of football we're playing we're, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. we're not going out we might be pinching while we go behind and then we get one back mm-hmm. and then it's then it's all back against our backs against the wall for the yeah. last twenty minutes trying to survive. Yeah, we're better than that. Yeah, 100%. we we are we are so much better than that. You know the the, the players we've got, we, we should be able to just absolutely ravage some of these teams. We should be able to pin them back with about three goals, absolutely terrify them into submission, make them play eleven men behind the ball, and just win that way. Just win by being the dominant team. But it's something that we decided, oh, we haven't seen. We do see it for 25 minutes, yeah, 20 minutes. Yeah. At home, we were battering it, and then we just go back in our shells, uh, and that, to me, is, yeah. is has been bad management for me. And you can just tell the exact point as well when they stop, because there is like a point in that period where there's something happens, you know, maybe you get an injury, or the momentum stops or something, or you miss a penalty, or someone gets subbed off, whatever. And then and then for some reason, or it's half-time, then they come back again, and then all of a sudden it's gone. All the momentum just dissipates, and it never comes back. Like the MK Dons game when they were just absolutely they looked unreal for for twenty minutes. But you know, like they were just like they were Max well, Max Powell had that goal, it really galvanized Mm -hmm. them when nine was getting forward, they were all piling on, and then McGiddy misses the penalty and suddenly they just forget how to do that. Suddenly it's oh never mind, lads, you know, we've had our fun, let's let's go let's go and try and defend the the one nil lead now, eh? It's just or the two nil lead rather. Well that was for me, that was I just lost everything with Jack Ross. I just seen my note by himself and just trying to trying to wrestle yeah. fifty yeah. yard balls off two centre halves. And then I seen I seen White getting stripped. And I thought, good, he's going to play White to help him. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and he brings my note yeah. up and puts White up. Uh, we're in the seat. We've just got a bigger lad trying to defend off you know fifty sixty. Uh, and I just thought. He's, he's, that's, it, that's it for me I'm, 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 I'm done yeah. <laughs> all, all you did there was you, you took off one lad and put a lad who was two inches taller in the same, same position, position and then, really and then changed yeah. anything I know and then you expected a whole new uh, I, yeah. I, don't, yeah, I don't know what he expected but w- whatever he tried it never worked and I'm sorry to say but I'm very thankful that he's gone because you know, hindsight. I mean, well, I, I ruined my 50th birthday. That's all. <laughs> well, uh, that's that's really, that, that's as good a reason as any, really, isn't it? You know, 
check a trade trophy, second half. I was absolutely Jesus. Oh. That, that, that was on your birthday. <laughs> well, that was the next year. Was oh, the that next was a, year. That's a stinker. That yeah, like played well again. Played stinker. well, and then you just you look down and you're just you're just scratching your head, thinking, mm-hmm. "What is this man doing yeah. to my football team? Where did it go? Yeah. Where did Oliver go? He, he literally, I mean, aware. He took off a striker in the second. He yeah. took off the sole striker right, in the second yeah. half. It's like, I, I, how do you even describe that? That's yeah. like that's like putting like a that's like having a gun and then just putting something in, in the nozzle so it can't fire. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get it. I didn't. Yes. I just. I remember he did that. I was like, he's just. He's just. He's he's built like he's built his like he's built his team. Then he's just cut the head off. Yeah. Oh, I mean, right, okay. Yeah. No, R- Ross is gone. Yeah. Parkinson's in. Parkinson needs to just you know look back at what Ross did, please, Phil, and just take notes on what not to do, and then just do <laughs> do what you need to do. Play four three three. Play four two two. Keep it simple, keep it effective, score goals, batter them, get us promoted. Jobs are good. Anyway, I think that's a good place for us to end it today. So before we do, we'll just go around the table and I'll get your lads' predictions for the Tranmere game. So just give us who you think's going to play. Well, sorry, no. Give us who you th- give us what you think the score will be. Give yeah. us who you think the goal scorers will be. And if you want a very brief synopsis of how you think the game will go. We'll start with you, Lee. I think it'll be very positive. I think, again, it's his first, first game at home. Parkinson, I think there'll be a decent crowd, it'll be noisy, and I think he'd be wanting, he'd be in that restaurant to get them off to a really good start. Yeah, Tromley have come in, but they'll be expecting us to come at them, so I think they'll go defensive, so it gives us a platform to attack, and if we score early, I'm hoping that things will change slightly, and we'll just keep going for it, so I'm looking at 2 3 nil, 3 nil. go 3 nil. 3 nils. 3 nil. Uh, Nice, lovely, rounded score. Yeah. And what about you? I'm usually the positive one, and I'm completely the opposite. Don't, uh, you, don't, th- don't you dare say it. <laughs> on I think we're going to win. I think we'll we'll show up for the first 20 minutes, and everything will be great. We'll probably score one nice early goal, um, but I think we'll just sit back again. I think it's, it's like you say, it's it's ingrained in the side, mm-hmm. and I think we'll be we'll come away with, with a lucky two-one win. I think Tramir will have us in the second half. Um, although. The optimist in it says, says exactly what Lee says, that we're going to come out and we're going to absolutely pummel them from start to finish and we'll 6-0. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to happen. I think it's going to be 2-1 <laughs> That's a full time. And the early goal from McNulty and Griggle score one early in the second half and then Tramay will just absolutely pummel us for the rest of the game and get get one in about the 70th minute. Okay, well, thank you, Anth, for your yeah, um, your welcome. input. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, like I say, I'm usually the positive one. I'm well surprised that, that that's happened. Yeah, Anth on his farewell appearance. The <laughs> yeah, bye, everyone. Yeah. I've made that joke like three times before already. It wasn't even mine, it was Jeff Stellens. <laughs> anyway, what were your goal? Who were your goal scorers later? I'll, uh, I'll go with Power. I think Power will get one. Aye. I think he'll play. And I think whoever's the striker, whoever he plays the striker, the striker yeah. will score. So whoever that is. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, any striker will do any at this point. Yeah. I, think, I, think, I still think he'll, I think he'll play two up front. With White gone, I think he'll, his target man option's gone. Yeah. I think he'll put two up there. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping so anyway. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's how I'd play. Well, I'm good. for my prediction, I'm, I'm going to say, again, I'm, I'm going to go with, I think, what ought to be the truth rather than what will be the truth. <laughs> but I think he's going to play a 4-3-3 and I think he's going to play a team that's just like, that's just sort of like completely like, you know, maybe the, the, the negative term will be a glass cannon, but the one I'm going for is just a team that's just built to attack. And I think you'll just go for them. I think, as as Lee says, they'll come in to defend. You've got Tramme there, you know, and... They've conceded 22 goals this season, the 19th in the league. They're obviously not going to be a good side. They're just fresh from League Two. They're going to come to defend. And I think 
we, we are going to turn up and we are going to make it a, a bit of a cauldron for them. I think we're going to win 2-0. I don't think we're going to be almost clinical, but I think we're going to just be the better team and it'll be quite a professional performance and I think it'll be the win that Parkinson needs under his belt. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Power for the first goal and I'm going to go with Grigg for the second via a good ball from Power. Just like, just like from the from from the good old Wigan days, from them days. So let's hope Powell's playing them. Yeah, yeah. Scoring goals. Well, they'll put Flanagan on as a fifth defender instead. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, I just I just think that's how it'll be. I'm I'm thinking a nice a nice two 0 win and jobs are good. But yeah, anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. If you've got this far, as I always say, then I commend you for listening to one hour and eleven minutes worth of podcast. Always impressive, and I'll just say thank you for having Lee and Anth join me today just to ramble about an awful game for, for that same amount of time so thank you Anth for coming along oh you're very welcome I'm, 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 I love it I love it ah, I can tell <laughs> I can tell you've, you've had your Cheshire cat smile for the whole time you have <laughs> it's just happy about the house it's like walking a dog that's exactly what it is uh, and thank you Lee for coming along no pleasure oh. just wish next time you're in we're, we're, we're talking about promotion yeah <laughs> yeah please <laughs> it's almost a cursed phrase as well at this point but hopefully when we next tune in to record one of these pods on a Sunday afternoon, we'll be talking about a Sunderland win. So thank you very much for tuning in and we will see you next time. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.